JB and Jules for breakfast, only on Triple M. Hit subscribe now. The winter months, Jules, mm-hmm. means a couple of things here in Bundy. Yep. Means some people freak out from how cold it is. Oh, yeah. Beanie scarves, everything. Uh, beanie, yeah, some people go nuts. But it also means that we have plenty of activity off our shores mm. in the form of the humpback whales. There's the big highway that goes through and some amazing sights to behold. But the other day at Burnett Heads, there was one of the closest encounters I think I've ever seen. Now, really? This is a video uh, from Kevin Hill, and he joins us right now to tell us all about it. Kevin, good morning. Let's go surfing yes, now. good morning, Justin. How are you? Good, thank you. Kevin, tell us, what did you see in Burnett Heads? Oh, well, I was so lucky that morning. Um, but then, uh, Bagara, we do have a lot of good things on the ocean. Uh, my friend Brett from Australia Well Experience he rang me up and said, there's whales at the Leeds on the Burnett River. So I said, wow, that's brilliant. Um, such an early start to the season. Um, so I, I always go for a paddle on my surf ski anyway. So I went straight out from Nielsen Park and just sat there and waited for these whales. Might get a, a shot, a, you know, a photograph of them as they come along. And sure enough, they just motored along past me and started jumping, and oh, it was just such an amazing sight to see. It was amazing. Now, in this footage, for those who don't see it, there's one whale that breaches, and it's probably like about 30, 30 metres away from you, but then there is one that that peaks right next to you, and, and oh. you're on a surf ski, mate. How do you, like, is a part of you horror, like terrified a bit? Uh, look, I'm, I'm sort of in tune with the ocean and especially with the whales because I, I go out there every single uh, whale trip and take photos. But it is a different experience when you're just sitting on a bit of fiberglass four metres long. And uh, these animals, you know, they're, well, you think elephants are big. Uh, where do you see one of these up close and you hear them? Um, and they can jump. Elephants don't jump. But anyway, the, the, <laughs> Kevin, the main have you, thing is... Have you ever experienced yes. anything as close like this? Uh, the last whale of the season last year. Um, it was off Burnett Heads because we just have such an, a brilliant spot for viewing whales. And the, the same thing happened, only this time it was a, a mum and a, a little baby, the calf, and the babies are just so so inquisitive. They come right up to you, and if mum's okay with that, she lets them do it. And that was, I had to back paddle, or I would have ended up on the back of the whale. Oh, wow. Okay, so clearly this video, it's going viral. People are picking up on it. How on earth are you going to, uh, I guess, handle all the fame that's coming from this, Kevin? Uh, that's why I'm going to Brisbane for the weekend. <laughs> Fair enough, mate. Now, <laughs> Your inbox would be flooded out. Yeah, Kevin, last thing. Uh, do you have any tips, so for anyone? Obviously, uh, you're, you're out there always looking, but are there any signs, like when it comes to weather, anything to keep an eye out for when you might see a whale offshore? When's the good time to go and have a look? Well, it's quite simple. Uh, we've got uh, there's a few, few of us that go along the headlands. We've got some brilliant spots to look uh, for whales from. Uh, Bagara Headlands, Coral Cove. It's just such a great spot. And on Wide Bay Whale Watchers, it's a page that we made up. Uh, we see them, we'll put the note up. And if anyone else sees them, we hope that they do too. And then more people can share what happens. Yeah, Wide Bay Whale Watchers. And Genius. you said you heard from Brett. Is that from Lady Musgrave Experience? 
Oh man, he, he's the whale whisperer. Um, hundred percent uh, sightings for four years that I've been with him. Um, my friend Neville and I, we sit up on the top deck and we we spot whales as well from there. So between the lot of us, um, we just haven't missed for four years. It's wow. incredible, isn't it? And that experience blew my mind. It was amazing. I can't say enough about it. And it shows another reason why this region is just so amazing. Kevin Hill, you're a legend. Keep an eye out for those whales as well. They're here nice and early. Good on you, mate. Thanks for your time. All of it. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? JB, there is currently a social media trend that's gone viral that's uh, rating women out of 10 with a but at the end. So, for example, they're 10 out of 10 attractiveness, but they don't shave their legs. And then the other person then decides what their new value will be. Okay, so say I go... They're a 10, Mm -hmm. but they don't shave their legs than the other person. So you would say... Mm, Maybe a 2 out of 10. So now they're... Well, geez, you charge their hairy legs a bit, don't you? (laughs) Yeah, okay. A little bit of... Okay, we'll go an 8. A little bit. And you can have the conversation there, right? Yeah, right. So why is this going viral? Who's doing it? Uh, A couple of footy players, AFL players, um, were doing it from Silly Collingwood Football Club. Anyway, it's a great club. Silly boys. And they have... a horrible club. What are you talking about? (laughs) Why are you saying it's a great club? You hate Collingwood. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, any Collingwood listeners? Um, yep, you, you guys are fine, Jules but the players not no, so she good. She hates everyone linked with Collingwood. It was misogynistic rating women out of ten, but I thought we could take their concept to something a bit more positive and taking in turns rating Bundy habits, Bundy people, Bundy interests out of ten. Do you want to try this, JB, with me? Okay, let's do it. All right, I'll kick things off. They're a ten, but they walk around Sugarland with their shoes off. Oh no, they're a one. <laughs> That makes them a one immediately. Deduct nine points. They walk around. Gross. Yeah, I don't care how sexy they are. If they are wearing no shoes oh, through a shopping center, yeah, no thanks. That's a one. Fair. All right. Can I have a turn? Yeah, sure. All right. They're a 10, but they don't rate hungry tum, chips, cheese, and gravy. <gasps> what does that bring them down to? I mean, I don't have it with the gravy, so I'll give them a nine. Well, that makes you a two <laughs> in my... <laughs> You've just lost okay. a few points around town, I reckon. How about this? They're a 10... But they don't wave to waving Gary on Walker Street. Oh, well, he's been up in the patio recently, and maybe they're focused on driving, so I won't go too hard. Mm-hmm. If they're a ten, but they don't wave to waving Gary, they still get deducted a couple, a seven. Okay, yep. a seven, so yeah, nice. a little bit, but you're not going to write them. Not going to be too harsh. I've got one more. All right, they're a ten, but yeah. they drive fifteen kilometres under the speed limit. Oh, that's a two. (laughs) They're down to a two? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. All right, I've got one. Last one. I think I'd see why Jill's a single. (laughs) (laughs) I'm harsh. (laughs) Nah, they're a ten, but they don't believe in UFOs. (laughs) (laughs) There's still a drop-dead sexy ten, and their name is JB on Triple M. (laughs) That was wild. Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. I think we're all sick of paying exorbitant prices at the moment just to live day by day. Why is fuel over $2? I know. Ridiculous. The cost of iceberg lettuce, it's out of control if you can get your hands on them. But the cost of living is being skyrocketing with inflation, the war of Ukraine, shortages, floods, all you name it. But Woolies has decided that they are going to lock in prices until the end of the year on everyday items. Okay. That includes things like pasta, bread, frozen peas, bread rolls, yogurt, juice, oats, flour, sugar, laundry powder, nappies, you name it. They are locking it into the end of the year. Okay. Well, I don't it's know. It's not a bad idea. 
But I was thinking, if you cast your mind back maybe a couple of decades, the everyday items were so much cheaper. So would it be nice to freeze those prices instead? Hey, yeah, guys? Well, that's what I'm sort of thinking because they're freezing them at a time where the price is extremely high. Mm. So <laughs> why couldn't they have frozen them in years gone by? And there's a chance the prices could start to go down by the end of the year. So if they lock them up here, that's it. they might end up more expensive than they otherwise would have been by right? the end of the year. Yeah. If you cast your mind back to the 1990s when petrol was 60 cents a litre and there was Macca's 30 cent cones, things were a lot better. So JB, I want to see if I can put you to the test. If you can guess the prices of three everyday items in 2022 and the prices in 1990. Oh, price is right, actually. All right, let's go. All right, your so you first can, item. So, so can you explain me the rules? Three items. Yeah. Um, you are going to guess the price in 2022 and 1990, and I will tell you if you've got close or not. Okay, easy. All right, first item. Your first item is a two kilogram bag of sugar. Two kilogram bag of sugar. I'm going to say $3. And 1990, mm-hmm. I'm going to say 80 cents. Ooh, they're actually pretty close. In 2022, $2.20 for the Essentials White Sugar. Yeah. 1990, it was $2.16. Okay, I was way off there. That's not so I'll take that price any day. Yeah, that's that's pretty good rise, really. Absolutely. Yep. The cost of bread, a 700-gram loaf of bread. 700-gram loaf of bread. I'm going to say 2 bucks now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say $0.50 cents in 1990. <laughs> there is a big discrepancy in 2022. The cost of a country white loaf, three dollars. Oh. In nineteen ninety, this is going to hurt. A dollar thirty-seven. A dollar thirty-seven. Well, I, I thought things were cheaper in the nineties, <laughs> didn't I? All right, final item. One kilogram bag of potatoes. One kilogram. That's not me. Potatoes. One kilogram bag of potatoes. I'm going to say now. Mm-hmm. Three dollars. Three dollars twenty. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Back in the 90s, I'm going to say a one kilo bag of potatoes would have cost a dollar. Yes. 28. Oh, he's so close for the 1990s price. In 2022, the whitewashed potatoes, one kilogram bag is $3.80. In 1990, $1.16. Oh, that was pretty. Is that a win? Absolutely. Win, You're only a few that. cents off. That's pretty good. Lock them in, guys. Even if it's just for a week, I'd love to have 90s prices. And if we've learned nothing else, now we're all depressed about how expensive <laughs> everything is. They're different, but they're ours. <laughs> JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. We're talking about the story of the parents' run. Now, this happened in a school not here in Bundy, so from out of town, and a um, mother was a participant in the parents' race. Now, what's happened is the mother's gone down like a runaway train. She's ended up in the Scorpion. Her dress has come over her head and she is wearing raunchy underwear for the entire primary school to see. Her uh, child went missing (laughs) at that point and has had sick days ever since, I'd say. It is the gift that keeps on giving. But, you know, that aside uh, with the drama of the whole dress situation and the behind. That's that's fantastic. I mean, that's uh, popcorn-inducing stuff. But parents' race. Love the concept. Could we have it here in Bundy? That is the question. From what I know, I haven't heard of places that have it here in Bundaberg. I never had it growing up. I never had it growing up, and I'm very disappointed in Melinda State Primary School and Melinda State High School. I'm talking to you. If 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 you're listening. Miss Schwanky, if if you've moved to Bundaberg, 
Get stuffed, honestly. I'm disappointed. But your thoughts on one triple three five three? Should there be a parents' race at Bundaberg School Sports Carnivals? Hello, who have we got there? Hello, it's Thermy Carmi. Thermy Carmi, parents' race at schools. What do you think? Absolutely. Well, BCC do do it. They do the running one, and they do it for swimming days as well. BCC so, are doing it. Yeah, so it's on tomorrow. If you want to come along after you've been at the fishing club, what, what time? Tomorrow, what time? You can come and run. Well, I can run in We're it. We're not parents, but yeah. we'll watch this. Oh, that's all right. You can come and watch. Pretend you're Chloe's uncle and you can just run in the race. <laughs> all right, BCC, I'm, I'm very interested. Oh, we'll be in touch there, Mikami. We've got more calls on one triple three five three. Sean, the parents' race, what do you reckon? Yeah, well, Bundy Christian College normally has it going. BCC, I know. We've just had confirmation from another caller that BCC does They've do it. So it. you've been in it before. Yeah, I've been in it and I tripped over and ate crap, <laughs> bruised me foot up like... I've kicked one foot with the other. How did the parents feel oh. about you after that happened? Oh, mate, it was a bit of a laugh because <laughs> I went from being first to last to finishing like second. So. And anyone that laughed would say, well, you didn't get up there and go with it, did you? I think it's yeah. outstanding. I it, love- it was a bit of a wet track, to be honest. How long has it been, Sean? You're holding on to this one. <laughs> oh, like a little while, but you know. <laughs> you hold on to it. Good on you, Sean. We'll take one more on one triple three five three. Stephen, how are you, mate? Not too bad, JB. How are you? Good, thank you. The parents' race. We know it's at BCC. We've learnt that much this morning. Um, what do you think about it being rolled out in other schools? I reckon it'll be a fantastic idea. Uh, yep. When I was at primary school at Jinjin, we used to have a, a small school sports day with a heap of group of schools come together at Jinjin itself. Yeah. And at at the end of the day, we had a multiple event for all the parents. <laughs> really? They did the, ton, they did the ton of ball and the relay and all oh, that sort of thing all in one go. And that's like a, like a decathlon I for mean, the parents. They've, they've rocked up. They've gone to the effort of supporting their child. Why not make it about them as well? <laughs> I why, think they, it's why stop there? Get the teachers involved too. That's a great idea. What about a parents and then a teacher's race? Fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would be good too. Yeah, and the fact that people just tend to fall over. <laughs> We've heard another story. Just makes it all the better. Here's to rolling it out in every other school. Other principals, if you're listening, get the parents out for a run. It's- what else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? Have you ever wondered what happens to your old phone numbers? Mm, so maybe it's a landline, maybe a mobile phone. I've always had the same mobile phone number, but there was a landline that I know I used to have in my old house, but then that house got demolished, so I don't know what happened to it. Yeah, it's it's often weighed on my mind, and I was listening to a podcast. It yeah. must have been the second best podcast behind the JB and Jules podcast on Listener. <laughs> Uh, but they were talking about what happens to your old phone numbers, your old mobile phones, your old landlines, and I was really interested. They actually got the, one of the guys from Telstra on to oh, explain it. They and would know, wouldn't they? Did you know that Telstra has a process, and I think most telcos follow the same procedure, when you cancel a phone number or get rid of a phone number, mm-hmm. no matter what it is, it's quarantined for six months. <laughs> it's got to do time. It's got to do its time. And I, th- I was actually surprised. I thought it'd be longer, but it's six months. Oh, and then it goes months. back into the cycle to be able to be picked up from a new user. So someone else could have your old number. Yes, someone could definitely have your old numbers. So That's crazy. If you've, for example, like 10, 15 years ago, had a mobile phone and changed it, yep. chances are by this point, somebody else 
would probably have your old mobile phone number. Six months doesn't seem like a long enough grieving period. It doesn't. You'd think Mm-mm. they'd still get old calls, and that's probably why you get missed <laughs> yes. calls and things like that. Um, but I, I found it so interesting. I started thinking about my childhood landline. Mm. My landline up on the Atherton tableland, so up near Cairns, mm-hmm. uh, out in the sticks. So I figured, well... It's got to be in that area because landlines use area codes and That's stuff. That's right, yes. But is it back in use? I don't, I don't know. I can't answer that for you. No, you can't. But we can answer it. A phone call to my <gasps> old phone number. Yes. I remember it. It's ingrained in my brain. Anyone yep. driving around Bundy, you would know mm-hmm. that your fixed landline growing yes. up, it's embedded deep in your brain. If I got rid of that, I'd have room for something else. But You remember in... the patterns of dialing it. Exactly. Yeah, that far. Even There'd be some people, I think, getting around that would remember the old spin dial as well. Mm. They'd remember how far they had to go Fun. and stuff like that. But let's give my childhood landline a call, see if it's been picked up by a new user. We haven't used it. For at least 12 years, so oh, let's see how we go. You have reached the message bank of a private number. Oh. Oh. Hello. Hello, Wanna, private number. This is JB and Jules from Triple M. We're a radio show in Bundaberg. Now, I know this number's most likely on the table ends, but I was just ringing to let you know that you've got my old phone number, so treat her well. Um Enjoy her. Be tender. Uh, be sweet with her. She she means a lot to me. Uh, all the best. Bye bye. Bye. They're different, but they're ours. <laughs> JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. Hey, I want to introduce you to a forty-one-year-old by the name of Andy Curry. G'day, Andy Curry. How are you, mate? Well, he's a lot better now that he's curbed a ridiculous addiction. Oh. He uh, used to spend twelve thousand dollars a year on a Pepsi addiction. Twelve thousand dollars a year on Pepsi. That's ridiculous. Yep. What's that? Let me just can I do some quick math? Oh so, yeah, it's gonna hurt. So twelve thousand divided by fifty six. Mm-hmm. He's been two hundred and fourteen dollars a week on soft drinks. Too much. That's so much. So much. It's equivalent. Um in two decades, it's equivalent to seven million sugar cubes consumed. Oh. Or thirty cans of Pepsi a day is what he drank for two decades. Now it all started uh when he started working night shifts at a supermarket. Yeah. And to get through, stay awake, uh keep the buzz going, he started to drink Pepsi. And the addiction continued to the point where the first thing in the morning he would walk over to the fridge, get out of bed. And have help himself to Pepsi. He'd be losing his teeth, eh? That'd be horrible. That's yuck. yeah. He would even take Pepsi to weddings and birthdays, <laughs> and so take his stash. And have a hip flask with some Pepsi to the it. bride and groom. To the point where he ballooned to 120 kilograms and decided, look, enough was enough. He mm-hmm. was on the verge of getting diabetes. I'm surprised he hadn't got it as yet. Yeah, and he reached out to a hypnotist. Oh. Yes. It was the worst sugar addiction that this hypnotist had ever seen before. But finally, after 20 years, he has not touched a can of Pepsi. After the hypnotist? After they spoke to him and he's drunk himself some water. (laughs) Unbelievable. So he he tried water for the first time in years. I've actually got a theory about 
hypnotizing to yeah. to kill addiction and this is based off a personal story so what you've been hypnotized i well no nah, i did one of those shows once i don't really believe that much but my, quack like a, my, a duck <laughs> yeah and i just did it because i was on the stage and i went let's just do it. but anyway my dad has a similar story he wasn't addicted no. to pepsi he was addicted like many people to cigarettes and oh. he dead set figured out he was spending about ten thousand dollars a year <gasps> on cigarettes and when oh, you have a look wow. They're 40 bucks a packet. People yep. are smoking a pack a day. It goes pretty damn quick. Mm. So dad, he he quit a couple of times. He quit at one point for four years and then went back to it. Jeez. But he went, I'm going to try this hypnotism thing because I've heard a couple of mates try hypnotism. Oh, yes. He Seems got hypnotized yeah. and quit smoking cigarettes. He hasn't touched one since? He hasn't touched one since. Wow, it works. I'm calling bull BS on the hypnotism. I know my dad pretty damn well. Yeah. And I know for a fact he spent $250 on a hypnotist <laughs> and be damned if he was going to get ripped off. That's it for now. Catch JB and Jules weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. on Triple M Bundy. Or subscribe here to get all the best bits.